Ahoy hoy, Noiros! Welcome to episode 95, Trying to Stay Alive. What movie were we talking about? We've obviously dialed incorrectly, so we're sorry, but wrong number. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Ahoy, Dan. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Daniel, gentleman Joey here to say, or Joseph, if we're, we're going full names here. Hello. Welcome to the show. We also have a promised guest. I believe we promised on air. If not, it was off air. And that's on you to do your detective work. Lisa's back. Hello. There's no, there's nothing. It's not even a nickname with Lisa. It's it's just all in. One name. You've made a commitment. Like Cher. Everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what that confidence is all about, is that she transcended all names. I was really going to say the, the word transcend there. So our brains are, I was just about to say that. So Time yeah, meld. there you go. We, that means we've I been believe. doing this too long. I think that's, I think that's what that means. <laughs> or that we mutually love share. I mean, that's also true. Her. I mean, you do believe in life after love, don't you? No. You don't? No, you just got to let go. I'm more of a half breed kind of. There you go. I guess you really don't know what's going to happen. With life after love. Yes, Depends on the love, right? Life. Yeah. yeah. It's just life for a while and then, you know. Yeah. Life's so boring. You need a little <laughs> love in there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, we are full of love, possibly for this movie. We'll get into it, interestingly true. enough. So this was released September 1st, 1948. We stayed in 1948 this entire month, basically. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even think about that. We did that. Yeah. yeah. A good year to get spooky. And this one came from Paramount Pictures themselves. Directed by Anatoly Litvak, who we remember from Out of the Fog, of course. Mm-hmm. And recently discussed film, The Amazing Dr. Clitterhouse. He directed that one too, Dan. <laughs> he sure did. I believe that was the last episode we were just <laughs> hyping up Dr. Clitterhouse. So he's back. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Screenplay by Lucille Fletcher. This was based on her 1943 radio play, Sorry, Wrong Number, which was originally performed by Agnes Moorhead on the Suspense program, which we've talked about. This seems like the first time it came from Suspense and then made it over to a different medium as opposed to the other way around. The other way around, yeah. But it was very popular. Very very popular. popular. Orson Welles himself called it, quote, the greatest single radio script ever written. How does the movie fare? Yeah, let's find out. You guys ready for some taglines? Sure. Yes. She overheard the plans for her own destruction. It's a little too epic, but all right. Well, that's how we're (laughs) starting, Dan. I mean, you know, it's kind of apropos for the tone of this movie. It's a a, a smidge dramatic, but, you know, for the best. They had to grab you back then. That's all they had, Dan. You know, they had to grab you. They say, come here, you. You want to see a movie? (laughs) Check this out. I don't know if I... I think it's the word destruction. I think I would have used a different word, but what would you have used? Demise, this? maybe. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that might might be good. Yeah, she overheard cool. the plans for her own demise. Yeah, or death, or even just death. <sighs> we lost. Okay. We're, we're back on board with destruction now. I'm saying uh, that's fine. <laughs> it's a small the, thing. The prize-winning radio suspense drama that thrilled 40 million people. Now electrifies the screen. All right. That'll do. Yeah, good. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> Heiress to millions who bought everything she wanted, including this man. 
Yeah, that's that's fitting. That does happen. True. Yeah. Yeah. Can't deny it. Helpless, alone. She heard her own murder being planned on the telephone. A little rhyme there. Huh? That also happened. Yep. Yeah. It's also accurate. <laughs> the most famous radio drama of all time now electrifies the screen. Tangled wires, whispering of murder, tangled lives, fighting to escape. That one. That one's good. That's that, that yeah. one. Yeah. I think that one's the best so far. We have a winner. Ring, ring. We're picking up the call and we are in New York City, baby. Uh, We meet Leona Stevenson, who you can tell by this room that she's in. She must be rich as shit, clearly. And also you heard some taglines. She made some money. Well, she is rich. She's as rich as she is bedridden. So meet her. Leona Cottrell. How do you say your last name, guys? Yeah. So it, um, it's um, Cottrell. 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 Okay. Yeah. See, I couldn't tell if that's spelling either. But she's yeah. Stevenson, basically. Yeah. And it's Barbara Stanwyck. I mean, that's all we really need to know. She's an aspirin heiress or the cough drop queen, cough drop as they queen. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Um, and her dad is the drugstore king. And she loves the telephone, as we all do. You guys remember rotary telephones? You ever use one of those? We're all old yep. enough, right? Yep. Definitely. Turning those I was going to say, I wonder if this movie is in the world record of most scenes with a telephone. Somebody talking on the telephone because it's pretty much the entire movie. That in phone booth, right? With Colin yeah. Farrell? Well, the beginning, yeah. you know. That's true. Yeah. It's it's kind of, you know, that's what they talk about in the beginning is that like the phone connects all of us and that's how we live our lives. And if you think about it, it's. They, no, act, they actually say, this is, this is the quote. I actually didn't mean to say okay, this, So thank you, Lisa. This is sure. what I'm bringing you. Nice in. segue. Yes. You're welcome. That and your kick-ass hair you've been flaunting <laughs> today. All right, here we go. In the tangled networks of a great city, the telephone is the unseen link between a million lives. It is the servant of our common needs, the confidant of our inmost secrets. Life and happiness wait upon its reign and horror and loneliness and death naturally so yeah that really does switchboard. set a hell of a tone yep yeah with the switchboard running behind it the unsung heroes of the movie for sure mm-hmm. or villains i guess i don't know it depends how you look at it mm-hmm. well, um it's been a job and a half <laughs> yeah absolutely i, I could not imagine people. i'd be putting through murder calls left and right on that one <laughs> But yes, she she loves the phone and she's alone tonight. Her maid is out for the evening and her husband is running late and she's been trying to reach him, but she only gets a busy signal from his office. So she calls one of these switchboard operators to uh, connect her. But some wires get crossed and she's connected to a call where she overhears some evil plotting from two men who intend to murder a woman at 1115 tonight. They're very prompt. And it takes her a second because she's like talking over this thing like, hello, you know, like, (laughs) can you hear me? But eventually she figures out what's happening and the call cuts out before she can learn anything else. And she tries to immediately trace the call. But despite the entitlement that she feels, which is a theme throughout the movie, um, they're like, no, we can't do that. (laughs) Can't trace a call. What do you think this is? Right. And there's also that wonderful tracking shot that happens where they like go down the the stairs and like into the kitchen and stuff like that. I think it is that that really sets the mood of to show you just how alone she is. Like, well, they're like servants or somebody else. Like somehow she kind of goes through the fact that everybody just so happens to be out. Like there's two people who are 
seeing a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just happens at every. Yeah. Like her husband's not supposed to be late. Like he should be no. here taking care of her. But yeah. And it's just, uh, I mean, you know, we've all been terrified in a house by ourselves alone in like one room that's lit up and the rest of it is pitch black. And right. You know, it, it's a very easy thing to relate to. Yeah. But she's immobile too. You know, at least that's what we think in the beginning. So she's really just, this phone is her only means of like communication to the outside world. So it's our lifeline. Yeah. Very isolating. Yeah. So she calls the cops uh, and the officer that picks up is busy with this random baby. Yeah. (laughs) Looks like it's lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, especially because you've seen a child actor just left alone and like crying is like what the fuck is happening right now (laughs) and uh this is just like i'm busy with this baby and also like you you're giving me nothing you have no info to go on like we'd all love to precog some crimes or whatever but we need a little more info to act on here so leona calls the bingo hall where henry's secretary is trying to score big and when she finally gets her on the line Leona learns that a woman named Sally Lord came to the office that afternoon and had made lunch plans with her husband. And uh, she's shocked to learn all this. And it turns out she knows Sally. And of course, she's like, all right, next phone call. Let me get my fingers going. And she gives Sally a call. Her husband answers the phone and him and uh, some other guy are very hard at work at some paperwork. We find out that he's a lawyer and he has some connections we'll get into. But when she answers the call, she's acting very cagey. She's saying a bunch of nonsense to Leona, like, you know, recipes and whatnot. Yeah, that's good. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't really <laughs> yeah. know why you like, visited Hello? Hello, right. you know? And yeah. uh, eventually she's Sally... She's like, oh, sure, it's two cups of milk and, a, and an egg. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's a good scene. She's like, hold on, give me a minute. And you don't have, you have no clue, like, what's happening. You're like, is this woman trying not to talk to her because she doesn't want her husband. Like, you know, you know, something's happening, but it's kind of a bizarre scene. Very bizarre. I mean, it's been bizarre this whole time, you know, we're able to catch a breath and and figure out what the fuck is going on. But yeah, this poor woman's just like, none of my phone calls are working right now. And now you're talking about like eggs, but Sally, she's able to slip into her son's room and shout out to her son. I thought he did a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, kid actors could go either way, but, you know, he, oh, was, yeah. he was fun. And um, she's like, oh, hey, sorry. I actually, I'm, <laughs> I know I sound crazy, but I can't talk right now. I'll call you back and I'll let you know everything that's going on. Sally's husband comes in. He's like, hey, can we get some milk for my friend? And she's able to use that to slip out and, and go outside to a payphone to call Leona back. Real quick about uh, the, the, her son. Uh, he's also the son in Pitfall. Oh, okay. oh, and he worked a lot harder in that one. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we said he did a good job in that. If not, he did. I think we did. Yeah, yeah I, he's, I think, he's a good I think little actor at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He was also in Invaders uh, from Mars, I think, too. Oh. The, the, yeah, he was in the original and he was in the re- in the '86 remake. Wow, double up. Wow. Yeah, because because they talk about how uh, in the '53 one. Leif Erikson, who plays his dad in this movie, also plays his dad in the original Invaders from Mars. So he oh, that's crazy. Played, they play father and son actually in two different movies. Huh, that's funny. Little Jimmy Hunt, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So who the hell is Sally, guys? I mean, we can't stay on the phone in real time forever. Let's go ahead and flash this back, baby. Let's go ahead and make some sense of this freaking insanity. So it turns out Sally and Leona's husband used to date. Also, it turns out that Leona's husband is Burt Lancaster. Hey, who knew, right? 
He's in this movie, a.k.a. Henry J. Stevenson. Um, we're at a dance at a college. I think they said it was like Harvard, right? Yale. Yale? No, okay. I, th- I think it is Harvard. I think they mentioned Harvard at one point. They mentioned I know Harvard. Harvard. That's mentioned. the joke. They, they're at, it's Yale. And then when they're dancing, she says, he says something about being not from around there. And she's, um, Barbara Stanwyck and, and Burt Lancaster are dancing. And he says that he's not from around there. And he says, what do you think like not from being from around here means? And she says, Harvard. And that's ah, kind of the Okay. All right. That makes sense now. Yeah, they're at Yale, I think. I think that's where they Well, at. that makes sense too. I ends up in New Haven later on too. Yeah. I guess. So yeah, Leona is at this dance. Sally is her friend. Um, I think they're even roommates, right? Yes, looks yeah. like it. I looks like that. it, yes. The college years are a little fuzzy to me, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, she cuts in on this dance and she's like, don't mind if I do. She's a total jerk about it. She's like, hey, I'm rich. I'm a total babe. I hate telephones and I hate <laughs> lying in bed. So let's do this thing. And uh, <laughs> they go out. Turns out Henry works at a drugstore. And she's like, what a coincidence. My dad owns like every drugstore. <laughs> That's cute, right? We come from the same side of the tracks. Farm, big pharmaceutical so money. Yeah, it's like, but I like money. Money sounds good. So that's a match made in heaven right there. <laughs> so Leona's like, that's great. Let me just tell Sally that I'm going to go ahead and take her man. And I'm yep. going to marry him too. So get over it. Yeah. <laughs> and Sally's like, wait, I, I love this guy. That that really bums me out. It's a classic Barbara Stanwyck scene. Oh, move. It's so beautiful. Great. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, well, you know, I kind of get what I want. So just yeah. deal with it. That's just who I am. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry you didn't know that, but <laughs> here's a lesson for you. You'll live. Um, You're fine. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. But Leona's father is not too thrilled to hear about this. Old Ed Bagley is, is here. Always good to see him. Mm-hmm. The character of character actors. Oh, yeah. The father <laughs> of Ed Bagley Jr. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I never put that together. That's why I'm here. You're welcome. Ed Begley Jr. getting like Ed Begley age at this point. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He popped up in the last season of Better Call Saul and it was, uh, you could feel the years all of a sudden. Time. Can't have it all in real time, right? It gets mm-hmm. all of us eventually. Not me. I'm, I'm <laughs> hiding. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Okay. Yeah, he hasn't changed in years. I, I can, That's why I do I this podcast from a bunker where I can hide from <laughs> death. I'm like that old lady in that Twilight Zone episode. Hiding from the radiation. Yeah, yeah. from Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah. Him too, yeah. I mean, I just hide from him in general. Whether yeah. he's <laughs> death or not, I want nothing to do with him. Stop it. Sneakers? Get out of here. Yes. Okay. Remember sneakers? We'll no, I, I, I love sneakers, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll go totally left side. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it uh, it probably seemed like a good idea at the time for Henry to marry into money. But yeah, Ed Begley is just like, I don't want you marrying such trash. He's a dropout. But Leona then throws a shit fit like she does. And he's like, fine, okay. But I'm going to run that motherfucker's life. He's going to work for me, which totally sucks. And now he's like, oh yeah, like I probably should have married for love. That would have been a good idea. And Leona's just like totally using this money as a means to keep me under her thumb. You know, I'm sure that part really wasn't in Leona's flashback. All she really took away from all that is just that Sally sucks. <laughs> so yeah, she's like, Sally sucks. But Sally doesn't suck, actually. She's trying to help. She calls back from a yeah. payphone, phone and, and we finally get a little more details as well. 
Sally did okay for herself. She married this guy, Fred Lord. It's a cool last name. You got to feel pretty tough with the Lord. Um, <laughs> he's a lawyer who works for the district attorney who now happens to be investigating her ex, Henry, who is, of course, Leona's husband. Yep. Sally overhears this. She decides to follow her husband and two investigators that he's with one night to find out some more about what's going on. And they go to Staten Island, which is creepily enough, but it gets worse. They go to 20 Dunstan Terrace, which is this very creepy abandoned house. Just really looks awesome. Oh, yeah. It's a good, you know. Halloween haunted house. Set kind design, of vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely uh, a place where you think bad things are happening. Oh, and Shady bo- things, yeah. Boy, do yeah. they ever, especially if Waldo Evans is involved. Uh, he's a chemist that works for Leona's father. And Sally sees a payoff that goes down. There's some like signals that go on mm-hmm. and everything with a bow. It's it's a lot of fun. True um, intrigue going on. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, so Sally sees that payoff go down. And the next day, which is the day that the secretary had told us about, Sally was going to go to give Henry a heads up. And that's what the whole lunch was about. But when they're out at lunch, Henry gets a phone call and leaves the table and does not come back. That's never a good sign. <laughs> but Sally then, of course, gets cut off because she's run out of time and nickels, you know problem the rich don't have yeah no they always have nickels plenty of nickels but to her credit she squeezes every penny of that nickel and is like oh and also this 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 and the operator's like look i understand you're really giving away some important information about like murder and stuff but i gotta do my job lady are you done sorry lady time can we move on (laughs) so she's like i'll find another phone let me call you back and she does um in a very loud subway and she's like here's more information uh, this is those... one of my favorite scenes, actually, her in the subway. It's mm-hmm. so, uh, you can hear the trains running. She's trying to talk to her, all the people. I just think it's, it's, it's one a of cool the scene. It's, it's so cool. Shot. It's one of the things that really, like, makes this movie effective because on yes. paper, it's just like a lady in bed making phone calls. You're <laughs> like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. That movie better be like 40 minutes if They're that's right. the case. But they find a way to keep it just, I mean, between Barbara Stanwyck's amazing performance, it's just very frantic. And, and yes. you're just like, oh, my God, what is what is happening? I yeah. want to know. So, yeah, that scene in particular really gets that across because, you know, there's like men that seem to be following her. There's the train that's going by. And she's talking to like her ex's wife, which is not yeah. a fun situation. She can't hear her. And it's and, like, it's just this, she's like, hello, are you there? And it's it, it you really feel like the frenetic energy. Yeah, it's just a good and especially at one point where she's like, it gets really loud. And she's also like, uh, Sally's not really listening. And then yeah. on the other end of the line, Barbara Stanwyck's like, oh, you're just fucking jealous, right? Like, you know, yeah. you always yeah. hated me and Are all this stuff. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah totally. Like, she oh, meets yeah. her because yeah. she thinks the guys are going to hear her. Like, uh, oh yeah. You, you see how she gets almost, she's like so much that people kind of almost start to ignore her because- yeah, she's she's almost like out of her mind, kind of. She's getting so crazy about everything that's going on. Yeah, everyone's kind of just like dealing with her the best that they yes. can. But it's yes. like, oh, unfortunately, this isn't uh, you know a wolf situation. Something's going down here. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yep. And but she doesn't hide from her husband too. I mean, her husband's one of the guys there. Exactly. You, yeah. Because yeah, he's he's. And now he's about to do- take a phone call to call into headquarters, and like it's like one of those like last minute catch you like. Oh, no, you can just get it later. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other guy, I think it's either like the other, it's either the DA or it's just a DA or investigator or some other guy that's working on the case with them. Yep. Yeah. Those guys just kind of come and go. But um, yeah. 
she's like, you know, the men, some of the men were arrested that were part of this payoff. And also, I don't think that house is there anymore. It sounds like they burned it down. Like, so you yeah. can't even go back there anyways. Oh, and good news. Your father's business is involved. So I'm sure you love that <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. So after the call, there's that nice, you know, knock on the door and she's getting freaked out too. Uh, Leona is. And then she gets a telegram by telephone uh, from Western Union. Remember yeah. those? Those are, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they're still around, but who uses them? We have Venmo now, Dan. That's true. <laughs> We do have that. That's true. Yeah. The 21st century Western Union. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, I feel like Western Union, I mean, they just do like wire service for like money right. transfers basically at this point, right? Yeah. I'd say for the most part. Yeah, I think really it's just like international is like the thing keeping it alive. Yeah. yeah. Eastern Union, that's the one I always use. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ew. I know. Well, that's why they're out of business now after that huge scandal. But Western Union, they say that Henry is not coming back. He forgot about some work, apparently, and he'll be back Sunday. So, of course, Barbara Stanwyck does not take that well. She's really freaking out. And she calls her a physician, Dr. Philip Alexander, a.k.a. the doctor she came to New York City to consult with to begin with. He's an expert. And, of course, he's eating dinner. You know, she finds a way to interrupt everybody during, you know, their good times. You got the day off, lady, and you're calling me during bingo? Like, fuck Mm -hmm. off. But. You do what you got to do to make a buck. Uh, he's like, sure, <laughs> you're rich enough. I'll stop eating dinner. <laughs> also, shout out to the the gum chewing switchboard operator who connects her. He's just like, I would not think you could chew gum at that job, but right, you didn't yeah. hear it. So, what a pro. <laughs> also, shout out it's 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 Wendell Corey. I yeah, mean, it's Wendell it was Corey. In a pretty small role to be honest at the yeah. time. I'm sure he said the same it. thing about the dinner rolls, right? Could be. Thank you, Lisa. She's. <laughs> Laughing so hard it cannot reach the microphone. Stop right that. I am not. <laughs> Filthy lies. Tears flowing from her eyes. I cannot believe it. Yep, there it is. Yep. She just wiped her glasses to wipe the tears. Oh, you see. Yeah. Yep. That's if it. this was a video podcast, you'd be busted right now. <laughs> okay, that I kind of like that. All right. There we go. Just keep inserting that laugh all over the episode, even when you, you're not on an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get royalties for that. Oh, no, we pay. That's good to know. Someone owes me a check. Well, Dr. Alexander, he's like, I did speak with Henry 10 days ago to talk about that condition Leona has. And we've all been so curious about what the heck is going on. Now Henry gets a flashback. It's a flashback within a flashback. (laughs) Haven't seen one of those before. No. (laughs) um, And he tells us a tale of being... You know, how Henry's been bored as shit in his life, of course. He, he you know, like, he, he just is following the money, you know, like, and his um, father-in-law doesn't let him advance in life at all. Like, he's just stuck in a, a dead-end job where he's at. And it's I mean, not like, he really does... a dead-end. He, he's the VP. He's just kind of... Uh... Well, it's just dead-end in the, in the sense of yeah. it, it doesn't inspire him, you know? Like, right. He, he feels around. stagnant. Yeah. Exactly. So he he wants okay. better, and yeah. uh, he's living he at, at his, his dad, his father in law's house. You know, yeah. with with them, they're all living in the same house together too. So it feels like he's just like trapped. You know, yeah, that's a bummer. Wants to make his own way. He kind right. of feels like a gigolo. And also, his wife is like, you yeah. know, very dramatic. Oh yeah, it's tough to live with her as we've seen. And he even got a possible job offer, but then you know, her father put a stop to that, and. This is not good. So Leona finds out about this and 
she doesn't want change or a loss of control. So she tries to stop him and she's so distraught that she suffers a heart attack. And uh, we find out that she's had a heart condition since she was a child, but had a good streak of health for a long time. But then after this, she's uh, going through so many heart troubles that it's suggested that she just stay in bed and not risk it, just take it easy. But then Dr. Alexander tells Henry, that's psychosomatic, I I think. And, uh, you know, she should just get some psychiatric care. That's what she really needs. Yeah. So if you back up a little, like when he has the, when is the conversation with the father, basically the dad says, you just have to do it. Like you can't fight with her. You can't argue with her. You have a good lot in life. Just shut up. Like, why are you complaining? Basically just, you know, agree with her and you'll be fine. Like, I don't really care if you're not happy. Who cares what you want? <laughs> this is what I have to tell Dan before every episode. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah, understand. That's true. Yeah. 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 Just deal with it because yep. if you don't, she'll have a heart attack and die. Like, you know, so he does. So basically then he's like so afraid to challenge her that. Or kill her. Yeah. <laughs> right. He, he really does think that she's like got a condition that he, he lives his life for her this whole time. So when the doctor tells him, Nope. Sorry. You, you see, he like breaks the, what does he do? He almost breaks the phone. Yeah. He like grabs the cord and he like, he's like, Crushes it looks like he could like strangle someone with it. Yeah. 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 Wraps around his, his fists. But then you see, cause you're like, Oh man, maybe this is like a, a violent, angry guy, but instantly like the phones are like, Oh God, sorry. I hope I didn't break it. You know, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good guy for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. He just feels like he's been like lied to kind of, you know? I think is what it is. It's a tough situation to to end up in, you know, like there's not a lot of heroes in this movie other than probably uh, Sally. You feel like he stayed with her because she was unwell, kind of, is, is what it feels like. like yeah, he yeah I think if, if... if the heart condition wasn't a thing, he definitely would have been like, it, it didn't seem to really be about money for him anymore. Maybe right. at first it was. But yeah, if it wasn't for that, he would have been gone a long time yeah, ago. Exactly. But then the doctor's like, that was the last time I heard from him. So that's all we got. Uh, But a call comes in. um, This guy has been trying to reach her husband, Leona's husband. And it's Waldo Evans, this guy we keep hearing about. Um, He's a a chemist who works for her father. And he's been talking to Henry. You know, they've been dealing with each other and they were involved. And Henry at this point was just like, fuck it. (laughs) Things, Things suck at home. I'm just going to rip off the family and figure out my own thing. I'm going to try to retire to England. So why don't you and I work together on this thing? Like we can sell off some reports to people. We can falsify chemical reports and uh, we could sell off make- drugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically we can drug smuggling materials. Yeah. Which I, it was originally in the play, like more of a thing, the drug smuggling. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, for a movie, like we can't see drugs. We can only hear about them. So <laughs> t- tone it down, guys. Yeah. yeah. They had to tone it down. Allude to it. Yeah. And things have been going well at the company with Evans. So he is able to get a transfer and Henry and Evans start doing their own thing. And they've been just making a ton of money working out of that creepy house. It's a good drug smuggling house. Now that you know it. And then, um, you know, there was some blackmail that went down with uh, Murano, who works for the company, and he wanted $200,000 or he was going to kill him. That's some pretty was good blackmail. Was he like the fence, basically? Yeah, he's the fence. So yeah. when the guy gets the transfer, they cut him out because he was like their middleman. Right. And when the chemist gets the transfer, they see that as their opportunity to cut the middle guy out. 
and he finds out about it and then says, well, you're going to give me the money back that you cut out, you know, by taking me out of the business. So that that's where Murano comes in. And how are they going to yeah, do that, Dan? Back. They're going to blackmail him. Well, they because uh, Henry's like, I got no money. Look at yeah. I, I have yeah. moths in my pocket wallet. Yeah. What am I going to do? And they're like, well, you have a rich family, obviously, and a rich wife who insurance is easy to kill. She's <laughs> as far die. as we know. Yeah. So if you take her out, you can get some insurance money. This woman looks like she knows a thing about insurance money. We all saw double indemnity. Like I was going to say, it's a role reversal now. <laughs> yeah. The, the tables is. at the tables. How do you turn. like it, huh? Barbara Stanwyck? I, I think this is one of the only ones where she actually, you know, dies in the movie. Usually she's it, it, either she's a perpetrator or like the heroine. She's not usually the. Yeah. Well, Martha Ivers, she died, right? That's true. Yeah. But still, she was still like the perpetrator. Like this yeah. is one of the only ones where she's sort of the, the you don't usually see her as feeble. As the, as the victim. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and. Maybe she was enough of a jerk that is she a victim? Who knows? Maybe Look what she did to poor Sally, you know, that deserves murder, right? Yeah, I'm not saying she's blameless. I'm saying, you know, yeah, they basically tell him sign over her insurance policy. She's going to die anyway, because he doesn't say he's going to kill her. They say, right. you know, she's going to die. Just give us the money when she dies. And he goes, well, OK, like so he never really says I'll kill her. Right. He just says, we'll wait for her to die because they think she's going to die soon anyway, because remember there's a, like a date or there's a certain amount of time he has basically for her to die. Yeah. There's a deadline. Yes. For the deadline. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, we could even probably like scare her and her heart will explode for all we know. This should be nothing. Right. And then uh, Evans is also like, we burned down the house to get rid of the evidence. So that's why there's no more spooky house. Right. So yeah, it's uh, 11 o'clock. And we're starting to hear some noises downstairs. But Henry also calls in to be like, hey, running a little late, hanging out in gun wave in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Well, he's on his way to Boston for a, he had like a last minute conference thing to go to or some 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 type of meeting he had to go to. Well, that was that thing he was like lying about. Yeah, wasn't it? I yeah, it was too. I think that wasn't. He was just hiding. I think he was just hiding out of town while this was going down. And then he felt, you know, kind well, of I mean, no, I, I know that, but I'm saying right. I, I, my thought was that he actually was going that far. I don't know if he actually was going to go that far or not. Right. And he's just like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like, I'm having a great time. And she's like, no, I talked to everybody, basically. You know, it's been a busy day on the phone. Yeah. What is yeah. happening? Yeah. Is and any of this true or? Yeah. And, but she's like, hey, I learned a lesson. You know, I looks at turns out everyone tells me stories about how I'm such a jerk. So I finally listened, you know, turns out there's a receiver on this phone <laughs> and I'm sorry. I, I was a, a, a terrible wife. Maybe we could start over. Things are good, but you know, it's too late. The hit is out. And she's just like, you got to just try to run. I know you can't move out of the bed, but you can do this. You got to go out to the window, scream for help. It's New York. Like someone will help you. This is the best. The ending is, is, the oh, best part of this movie all of it it would fall yeah. apart without this ending oh yeah it's uh, just her face like you, you mm-hmm. know you can see her you can hear this the guy coming up the steps and he's like listen we don't need the money the guy got caught Murano gets caught yeah we burnt down the building we don't even need the money anymore like we can try to make it work and also like i'm i know all of this now and i'm rich like i'll pay for it i just want yeah, you right. back like we can yeah. do this thing yep. all is well yep she's like i would have given you the money and he's like i don't need it he's like just 
get out of the bed like you're because she finds out that the doctor told him, you know, earlier. Right. There's nothing really wrong with you. He's like, you're fine. Get out of the bed. And she's like, I can't. I can't. And you see her face. And yeah, the end. She wants to, but it just can't happen. I mean, you know, progress can't be made in a night. You know, this is a long term thing. So. So sad. The phone disconnects and it, uh, it does not look good for for Barbara Stanwyck and it doesn't look good for Henry either who calls back but has people coming up behind him as well and you know someone picks up and Henry's like hey Barbara Stanwyck there and he like, says uh hey you like titular lines because here's the name of the movie yeah do you enjoy that when he says sorry wrong number oh yeah yeah absolutely I mean obviously you want to hear that <laughs> I think so you know, it's a I'm, good way to put it in there, though, without being like super corny. Exactly, because I'm not a big title line fan. No, but, me but it has a time and a place. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I thought it was wonderfully done, and as was the whole movie. It's it's a a tough task. I yeah. know some people had back in the day, like they really loved that radio play and just thought this was a little padded out. But you know, maybe a smidge, but like nothing too crazy. I mean, it's still like an hour 20 something like it's it's a short film yeah i think it's hour 28 i think yeah, yeah. and I, I you know i think everything is is pretty essential that that is in here and and barbara yeah. stanwick of course was nominated for an oscar for this wonderful performance and i think she does an oscar worthy job here mm-hmm. as always 8.4 out of 10 wrong numbers <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair yeah i i enjoy this one this is i think the second or third time i've seen this movie and yeah it's it's a good time i think i mean great runtime yeah great great runtime and i think you know high five to the lads for all halloween long this month has, have done a great job with the run times and you know high-fiving each other too we're we're grateful for that but um you know the reason i wanted to do this one for this season is you know we saw what we saw this this year and even last year is like maybe a little more Halloween-y and, and of sorts, but there's just a suspense to this movie that is just very effective and yeah. terrifying, honestly. Agreed. Well, I think that you, you could also make the argument, and, and, I, and I, I read that as I was kind of going through some of the, the stuff for the, the fun facts about how, like some consider this to be kind of like the proto-phone call slasher in a way. Oh, interesting. Be- because like they, they talk about with like when a stranger calls and, you know, scream and, and all these other films with the, these these people, these women that are on the phone and they're hearing a killer, whether it's an actual like, you know, serial killer or in this case, it's, it's someone yeah. coming to kill him. But there's that and, and there's that sense of dread and suspense, like something's going to happen. She doesn't realize till the very end that she's actually the target. A lot of those cases, they feel like they are the target because they're mm-hmm. being harassed. But there's a lot of kind of, I guess, similarities or commonality that you kind of look at this and say, maybe this was a little bit of an influence on some of that in a way. Yeah. So um that's how I, at least i look at it as as kind of bringing it into the the you know kind of the conversation for you know the halloween kind of scary film noir that we've been kind of curating for for the october's so yeah good point very good point let's Go give it, let's get some fun facts no i, I didn't say, know, I was I didn't know you guys anything ready. to add other than just um yeah it's cool to see you know the film noir version of this kind of story and it's cool how um you know, you're really just learning as everyone else is learning in this movie, like what's happening, you know, like it's not like something happens like, oh, yeah, I had a feeling it was that guy before. It's just like, no, we have to have a story told to us and you'll just figure it out when we figure it out. And that's just interesting. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. And, you know, what a performance by Barbara Stanwyck. I mean, 
who won the Oscar instead of her? Ooh, you're gonna you're really testing me right That's now. That's the huh? first fun fact I want. Oh you man, say. you're catching me off guard. So I guess it would be the 1949. Probably, Oscars? yeah. That makes Oscars, sense. yeah. Yeah, because it's January. Um, yeah, let's see. I mean, I could see 48 being a pretty big year. I was gonna say, I'm trying to think what else came out. Like, there's a lot. So the winner was Gene Wyman and Johnny Belinda. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that's a good one. The other, the other nominees were Ingrid Bergman for Joan of Arc, Olivia de Havilland for The Snake Pit, also directed by Anatoly Litvak. Wow, good Um, for him. Had a good year. Irene Dunn for I Remember Mama, and then Barbara Stanwyck for Sorry Wrong Number. Hmm. There you go. He had a good year. Yeah. Well, how could facts get any more fun than that, Dan? Right, especially when I have to, I have to go on the fly like that. It really tested me. Um, I hope I did well. so as you kind of alluded to earlier, you know, it's based on a famous radio play uh, by Lucille Fletcher. She also wrote uh, The Hitchhiker. Um, Not The Hitchhiker no, no. that we thought it was, though. I looked into that as well. It's uh, the, an episode of The Twilight Zone that it, it is. Is it? Oh, I yeah. see. I thought I thought it was. No, I was psyched on that fact, too. But unfortunately, yeah. it really not out. the movie, not the one that was directed by not the movie, but it's a great episode of The Twilight Zone. So definitely check that out. Oh, look at that. See, I got really excited because I thought it was the. I know I, I had the same excitement. I, yeah. I'm right there with you. Look at that. Thanks for fact checking. So, yeah. And you also mentioned that Agnes Moorhead played Mrs. Stevenson in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually it did so well that it was broadcast seven times wow. uh, over a course of uh, quite a few many years. Uh, well, that explains I'm... the 40 million or whatever they said had listened to it. Yeah, oh, I, it was just broadcast so many times. It was just very popular. As we also mentioned, the production code at the time didn't really love the whole drug trafficking aspect, and they really had to revise the script to kind of soften it so it exists as you know how it exists in its, in its final form. There, yeah. um, good job. I think it's subtle enough, you know. Right. I mean, it's there. You know yeah. what's happening. It's you know. Exactly. Um, but the, I'm sure the good stuff was left out. You know, like the good pills. <laughs> Maybe. It's funny that it was done, you know, via radio like a decade before and it was okay. It's, yeah. Shows you how much they... Uh, Seeing is believing. That's what they said. Yeah. Um, the jewel class cigarette case that Leona offers to Henry, um, I believe is in the car scene, was actually uh, Barbara Stanwyck's own cigarette case. And it was a birthday gift from Joan Crawford, who was one of our, her dearest friends. They were BFFs. Yes, yeah. they were. That I knew. Let's Boy, see that's a buddy cop here. movie I would watch. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> so Barbara Stanwyck found that sustaining that level of emotion that she had to go through, you know, all week long during all the filming, uh, and then she had to go on the home on the weekend and just live her life. Uh, she said it was very draining. Yeah, I mean, it would drain anyone. Yeah. Um, she's quoted saying, five days I was handling it, starting the next day's work where I had picked up, sustaining it all, and then I had two whole days to relax and not to worry about the character. And I tell you, it was strange. It was really hard to pump myself up on Monday morning to try to feel the desperation and tension. That's how I feel too. when I'm coming back from the weekend. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, same. That sounds like work to me. Yeah, it does. Hey, it is a job. No, but for real, I mean, with respect to the other nominees that year for the Academy Awards, but I mean, like acting wise, I don't think anyone did anything as demanding as Barbara Stanwyck did in this movie. I mean, no matter how you feel about her, you can't deny like she really did such a, a emotional and physical performance especially for someone that's just in bed right that yeah. that requires a gift that few have so definitely further shout outs to to missy as they call her and 
Part of that was actually on Barbara Stanwyck talking to director Lidbach about the timing and how and the order in which these would be shot. And she actually, I think, requested to do things chronologically. So she's kind of ramping up her emotions as the action's happening. So it kind of feels more organic that way. Um, And I I think it it really shows on, on the on the screen. Mm-hmm. That would be hard to do things out of order, you know. I oh think yeah, it'd be more organic to do them as they, you know, as so you come, feel yeah. that. T- Unless you reward yourself with like the easiest day last, you know, and you're like, yeah. "Who's up? Hello? <laughs> All right, cut. Yeah. We did it. Wrap. That's a wrap." Yeah, exactly. And apparently, uh, Anatoly Litvak and Burt Lancaster butted heads over uh, how to play the role of Henry. Things got so heated between the two of them that Lancaster actually threatened to walk off the picture altogether. They did apparently manage to obviously iron it out and kind of work through it, but they never worked again together. So I heard he asked Lancaster to refer to the performance in Dr. Clitterhouse. Oh, <laughs> that could have been it. Variety had listed the film as one of the top grosses of the year, earning 2.85 million in the domestic market alone. Wow. Um, although not as well received as the radio play, obviously some critics noting that the plot is too padded out. The movie adaptation considered a classic, and it's considered one of the most memorable of that era. And as you mentioned, Stanwyck's performance got her, her, it was her fourth Academy Award nomination for Best Actress. And the final little side note that I think, I know at least Joey will, will love and appreciate if he was not aware, that there is a, uh, a TV movie adaptation from 1989 starring Lonnie Anderson, Paul yeah. Holbrook, and uh, what's his name from uh, Spinal Tap and... Um, the fucking Avengers, sir. Steed himself. Yeah. Yes, Patrick yes. McNeed. Yeah. McNeed, yeah. Which I... Not found... only am I aware of it, Dan, I watched it. Okay, oh, God. Good. good. I watched it. It's uh, on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube. I recommend it very highly for everyone. Um, we could easily be convinced to do a bonus episode for this one. <laughs> it's How bad was it? It's Lonnie Anderson in the starring oh. role, like, oh, of, of in bed on the phone. Like, we... we <laughs> that's all I need to say. Yeah, and, and how is it a corded phone? Is it a cordless phone? Is it um? Like- yeah, it's good stuff. You're gonna like it. All right, yeah, I, I have it. I I was doing in my research. I saw it, and I I was looking it up on YouTube, and I saw it there. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll have to watch this probably. I like skim through it a little bit just to see how the print looked. Um, oh yeah, I mean it's it's pretty good. It's got a good TV movie vibe to yeah. to it. So yeah, no, it's it's a good transfer. Whoever put it up, as, it know, looks like it might have been be- called from a VHS. Actually, there you go. Yeah recommend that one pretty highly cool well yeah that's all i had oh and i saw uh lucille fletcher the writer she was married to bernard herman for a little bit the composer huh. so there's a fun fact for her she, she didn't write the hitchhiker yeah but uh-huh. she wrote the hitchhiker <laughs> all right guys well next week we got we got 1950 we're getting the hell out of 1948 finally <laughs> and the only way you could do that is you take the side street It's the story of just an ordinary guy who was very much in love. 
And then one day, fate dropped $30,000 worth of temptation into his lap and catapulted him into one of the most terrifying adventures on record. I've got to get away, honey, as far away as I can. No. Don't you see, Joe, how long can you keep on running? How long? But you don't understand. It's not just stealing. It's a murder. You said he's got our money. I said he said so. And you didn't take it? That's my money, too. And I'm going after it. Right into the electric chair. Hey, let's go to my place, huh? I'll fix my face and we'll leave. Remember, we want him alive as much as you do. seen this one so i'm looking forward to watching it right people talk about it lisa have you seen it i have yes okay send in your thoughts on it we will discuss them okay offer on the air up to you and also we it's going to be november we're going to announce on that episode our first of neo noir vember our bonus episodes it's back lots to look forward to next week that'll be good I hope so. I can't. Rec- I can't guarantee that part, Lisa. But I'll, I'll, it's, it's going to be that. That much it'll, is true. At least happens. Yep. <laughs> all right, Dan, you're on the test. Tell, wh- where? What did people do? What's all the stuff? Uh, you should listen. Uh, you should rate and subscribe. Where do you do that? Uh, you would listen to wherever the podcasts are available. Like what? Like, where, where like they Spotify, do Apple. With your ears. Google ears are essential. Although yeah, shout ears. out to our deaf audience. We do love you. Sorry. We haven't done better and come up with like videos with subtitles, but videos would be interesting. I would, I would be interesting to do some different multimedia content, but I don't think anyone would want to see our faces. I think that's, Oh, I think, the, I think well, I meant more just like great idea, a, yeah. a picture with sound on it or something. I don't know. Could be. Maybe we could do that too. We could do a lot of things, but I don't see that happening. There's a lot of things that we can do. That's true. Well, well, what else can we do as far as uh, the show? You can, you can visit our various social media and email. You can visit our email. What are they? <laughs> our email is the real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, okay. Our Instagram is uh, out of the podcast and our Twitter is out of the cast. All right. I think that is everything. Mm-hmm. Right, Lisa. I, I, what are you doing with your favorite podcasts? Well, I'm sorry. What was it? What do you do with your favorite podcast? Do you do that stuff? Do you do you listen? Do you rate, review, subscribe? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Do you follow them on social media? Yeah. Or you're like, I listen to every week. Isn't that enough? Well, I mean, some of them, but you know, the good ones. Like us. 
Yeah, yeah, you mean us. yeah, she does follow us. That's true. I do. See, that's true. I don't know if she listens, but she certainly follows us. I do. I think she does. Yeah. I'm not trying to call you out. I was just asking questions. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's going to do it for this delightful trio. Thank you for coming in all Halloween long, all October long. What a, what a lovely season. And, uh, you know, you got these four movies. You got the four movies from last year. That's eight movies we've given you for the season and uh you know two of those have lisa so that's good Even actually multiple don't multiple oh well, no I one, one, for halloween yeah. halloween yeah no no she's all over this podcast yeah. and um yeah keep up the good work keep coming back yeah thanks for coming we'll have to figure Very out what you're fun. coming back for maybe you tell us next time i think i might i think all i'll right. need you guys start demanding things. you are you have earned yourself one demand so use it wisely <laughs> Okay, keep it in my back pocket. That's where it should go, where it's warm. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, specifically Lisa. Really only Lisa, everyone else. You know, you do what you're supposed to do by coming back every week. But Lisa, who has a chance to say no thank you. Yeah, a veto. Thank you. Thank you for no veto. Thank you for having me, as always. Thank you. We look forward to you bringing your stamp of approval back next time. But in the meantime... Hey, here's the crime, everybody. It's the crime. Scary crime. Red ding. Ah! So scary, Dan.